welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host today, Kendra Plumey. You know, we all want kids who are good friends, who are kind, who are compassionate, who, who care about others, who are generous with their time and with their things. That's what we're going to talk about today. How do we raise up kids who give, serve, and love others? Today we're going to talk to my longtime friend and teammate, Brian Appinus. Now, Brian doesn't work on our family ministry team, but he has directly influenced all of you and all of your kids to give, serve, and love more. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we help our kids see needs, care about the needs of others, and learn to help other people? So, Brian, it's so good to have you here today. I'm excited for parents to get to know you. Well, thank you for this opportunity, Kendra. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about this, something I'm passionate about. So thanks for the opportunity. Yes, for sure. Okay, to get us started, tell us a little bit about your family and what you do around here. I, I know that, but they don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm such a blessed man. Uh, married to Catherine, 20 years coming up next month. Um, we're recording this in September. So, you know, uh, we've got four kids at home. Uh, Caleb's 15, Joel is 13. Uh, Anna is nine and Eliza is seven. So we're, we're spread across high school, middle school, and elementary school these days. Uh, and in terms of what I do on staff, I've been on staff for 16 years. Uh, some of these folks uh, listening may have heard of Intersect Project or probably the Be Rich campaign. Really, uh, I get to help uh, folks in all of our churches engage in, in meaningful ways and in life-changing ways in our community through amazing nonprofits. It, it, I've been given a one-line job description that I love, and that is to champion the cause of compassion and generosity in our churches. So uh, that's my pretty sweet gig. Yeah, what a great job. I, I feel like we both are in competition for the best job, but we both have really good jobs, don't we? <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. So I know as parents, we want to raise our kids to be good friends and to care about others. And, but, but why do you think as a parent, like, why do you think that's important? Yeah. You know, I, Catherine and I try to think Kendra, not just about what we want for our kids, um, but who we want them to become. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah. I, I suspect that's true for anybody listening to this podcast. Yeah. When it comes to the question of, you know, give, serve, love, or generosity, or helping others, however you want to say that, the truth is they'll be better humans, and mm-hmm. they'll be more happy, more satisfied in life if they learn to do that, if they learn to give, serve, love. Yeah. Through your kids' ministry, you guys do a great job of talking about these big ideas, the values, the virtues of generosity, unselfishness, kindness, compassion, mm-hmm. love, sharing, um, and, and if that's important... And, and obviously we think that it is, that it's worth thinking about, right? It's worth, yeah. it's worth talking about and uh, it's best to start young. Yeah, for sure. And our world is in such a crazy place right now. I mean, I feel like uh, the needs and the hardships and the struggles of people around us are, are greater than ever. Are you noticing that so much too? Uh, absolutely, now more than yeah. ever. Uh, you know, we're connected, Kendra, as you know, to, to some great schools in each of the communities uh, where, and school systems in each of the communities where we work, nonprofits, a lot of which folks have heard, heard about, um, Atlanta Mission and Lighthouse and Lighthouse Family Retreat and City of Refuge and um, North Fulton Community Charities, wherever, wherever you are in, in the greater Atlanta area, we're connected to these great nonprofits. And from them, we're hearing what we probably all intuitively know, and that's the need is great yeah. and the need is needed. Um, it, the other thing I would say, though, that we also learn from these nonprofits is that the need is it's bigger and broader than we might initially think. Right. Uh, oftentimes when we think about people having hard times, we go to material 
hard times, financial yeah. hard times, job loss, reduction of hours, uh, facing eviction or unable to pay bills, maybe even homelessness. And of course, that's true. And that is very real. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing that I think was probably gotten closer to home for all of us in this season is that it can look a variety of ways for people yeah. to be having hard times. It's a sickness or death. It's a struggling business. <laughs> the really common one is kids at home yeah. uh, trying to learn. Uh, yeah. and, and oftentimes, while parents are trying to work, um, I've heard parents uh, say, I never signed up to be a teacher or IT support. <laughs> kids learning <laughs> yeah. from home. They're doing both. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Kendra, there's the emotional side of that, right? Yeah, How sure. we feel in those. It's sad, isolated, lonely, yeah. uncertain, yeah. fearful anxious, depressed, and, and all of those realities, yeah. if we can see that as someone else's reality, gives us an opportunity to, to give, serve, and love. Yeah, and you're right. We're seeing that more than ever, like especially in our student population, our middle school and high schoolers, uh, the emotional toll and the sense of isolation. Uh, and and in an interesting way, this, this time that we're in right now is just it really is impacting every single home and every single household um, in a very unique way. So, you know, when my kids were growing up, I definitely wanted them to um, help other people. I wanted them to make a difference. I wanted them to see a need and meet it, but I also wanted them not to be selfish. <laughs> I wanted them to be generous. I wanted them to be a good friend and all of those kind of things. And so helping others you know, it doesn't just help others, right? It does good things for us as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of the secret of it. I mean, uh -huh. in, in, Jesus knew it from the beginning. He said it's right. more blessed to give than to receive. It, it's good for us. Yeah. Uh, it's good for us. It's good for our families. Yeah. In, in really practical terms, when we're helping others, when we're being generous, when we're giving, serving, and loving, it, it takes the focus off ourselves. Yeah. I think, you know, to your point about most families, I think most families, whatever family dynamics you've had, whatever bickering, whatever mm -hmm. challenges you have, whatever strife there is in your family, it's been dialed up in this season, yeah. right? It's yeah. been dialed up. And, and serving others takes your focus off your norm, off your family, yeah. off your home, and it puts it on others. Yeah. If I could put two words to this, what is, what is helping others do for us, I would say purpose and perspective. Yeah. And, and if I can start with perspective, mm -hmm. when we, Kendra, when we get to serve and help others, it's just a reminder yeah. about others' reality. Again, it takes us outside of ourselves. It, it helps us see what others are facing, others' reality, it helps us zoom out from being consumed by our own lives and, mm -hmm. and um, just provides context on that. It provides yeah. perspective on that. It helps us see our own challenges in a broader context. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes we'll see, wow, other people's lives are a lot harder than ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, that is not always true, yeah. but, uh, but in many cases it's a, wow, not only am I helping others, but I have a better perspective on my life. The second word I said was purpose. Uh, this is just doing something meaningful, doing good in, in terms that we talk about in my family and obviously that we talk about through our churches. It's about following Jesus, yeah. right? And the truth is, when we do something like that together as a family or even just a parent and a kid together, purpose unites. Doing something good yeah. for others brings us together. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we've seen, especially as our kids get older, especially as our kids <laughs> get older, is that um, our kids, our family argues less yeah. when we're with others. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that sort of illustrates the, the, the yeah. point of all this. But yeah. uh, not only does it help others, but it's, it's good for us. 
And you and I both know as adults that your life is just richer. It is more fulfilling. It has more meaning when you have purpose that involves serving other people and not just uh, getting, not just building a career or an empire or whatever, you know, wealth or status or whatever that is that uh, true fulfillment and meaning and happiness and joy comes from having a purpose that is beyond taking care of yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Brian, what are some really like tangible, practical things that parents can do to help their kids learn to give, serve, and love others? Yeah, you, you know, I mentioned what, what, what I do here on staff, what our team does. One of the misperceptions that we try to um, dismantle, if you will, is that when people think about serving, they go to volunteering, going to a nonprofit, which by the way, is a great way to serve. It's a great way to give to love. It's a great way to be generous with your time. But the truth is, and this is good news, it's much simpler than that when mm -hmm. your kids are young. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, if I could toss out four things and, and, yeah. and talk through these, but I, I would say when you've got young kids, talk about it, Yeah. involve them, uh, thirdly, model it, and fourthly, pray, pray for yeah. others. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think that provides a pretty good roadmap to go, all right, there's some simple ways we can do this. Okay, so let's start with talk about it. What, what does that look like for you? I started with this idea earlier about, you know, just hard times. And I, and I yeah. think that's a simple way to talk about it with kids. Yeah. In life, we have hard times. Sometimes things are hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, as the family, have had hard times. You, as a child, have had mm -hmm. hard times. And others, these days, are having hard times, too. Mm -hmm. It's helpful here to get really concrete. You know, I, I, I mentioned, and I sort of said this purposely uh, earlier, we have uh, four kids at home. Mm -hmm. uh, we have one in heaven. Yeah. Uh, our third son, Samuel, uh, lived one month. Um, and the reason I bring this up now is, of course, anybody hears that, and they go, oh, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. That's one of our family's hard times. Yeah. And we talk about that as a family. Yeah. We, we yeah. talk about how people came alongside of us in those hard times and how meaningful yeah. that was and how it inspires us to be there for others in their hard times. Sure. You know, we, we give an example as simple as, hey, we had a friend who regularly called us from the grocery store and said, I have blueberries and ground beef for you. What else do you want me to get? Can I drop it off at two? Yeah. And if you've ever been in a hard time, you know what a gift that is yeah. in comparison to say the question, hey, let me know if I can do anything. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the ways that people genuinely helped us in our hard times. And so it's just a way to, to connect the dots to say we can help. And if I can mention this a little more, part of it is just looking for opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's mentioning to kids why we're doing this and it's connecting yeah. the dots between uh, the needs and the hard times people are having and what we're doing and, and, and why, why, this can, why this can help. Yeah, and this is especially important with very young children, I find, because, you know, very young children who always have shoes and always have food and always have a coat and they can't comprehend that there's somebody who needs a coat and there's somebody who could use some new shoes and, uh, or there's someone who's, you know, going through a hard time and, and if, if their world at that moment is happy, that's what they remember and that somebody is struggling or having a hard time. And I love that idea of talking about it, like helping them be more aware of the struggles of others. Um, and that's the first step in learning how, how could I possibly help somebody that I don't yes. even know needs my help. I'm not looking for it, you know? So. Yeah. If it, I was thinking about, I was, I had some conversations with some, some friends who, who've, who've got 
you know, kids and have walked them through this. And one of them talked about just the specific example of sharing with your kids how you as a family give. Yeah. Financially. Uh, and telling them why. Why why do we give some of our money to this organization, to this cause, to support these people, whether it's the church, whether it's another nonprofit, whether it's a family in need, maybe to support a missionary, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, just, just letting them know that that's part of who you are and as a parent and who we are as a family um, can really be a big deal. I love that. That That's such great advice. Okay, what about how do we involve them? How do we begin to involve children in this? Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is where it starts to get inconvenient, but also fun, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it just let them be a part of it in the simplest ways. And, and we try to do this through our churches. If you've been around our churches, you've seen food drives, back to school drives, um, backpack drives, um, you know, sometimes collecting books or other things like that. And uh, I know one of the things my wife has modeled really well uh, back in the days when we went to grocery stores in person, you know, with whatever <laughs> she had with her, we'd have a separate list and she would just take the time to explain. This uh -huh. is part of sort of talking about it and, and, and involving yeah. them together. But say, hey, would you grab a bag of rice and let's keep these separate. Let's put these over here because we're going to bring those to church uh, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that's just a simple, you know, example of it, uh, you know, for filling one of the snack boxes. Yeah. Uh, pick a snack that you like because yeah. I bet another kid whose parents can't right now afford to send them with snacks would like yeah. the same snack you do. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so just, you know, helping them be a part of it in, in the simplest ways. Kendra, I'm sure you've got, uh, you've got some examples uh, there too. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about many parents have told me that they have done this as well, but things that we did with our kids were like even just going through our coat closet, you know, in mm. Georgia, you hardly wear out a coat. Yes. Uh, you, you know, you need them for a short period of time. And as I had four kids kind of stair-stepping, our closets would be bursting with perfectly good jackets and coats. And uh, so that, that was just one example of, I would clean out the coat closet. I would tell all the kids, hey, let's all pick out jackets and coats and things like that. And then instead of just dropping them to Goodwill, although I think that is a perfectly fine thing to do, we would find kids and families or ask the school or just seek out people who could potentially like use some of that. So that, that's another way of like teaching them to like look at their own things, kind of their own resources uh, and seeing if they can find a way to share them. So I love that too. Um, I, I know you kind of shared earlier, but this is kind of a funny true part of when, when young children pick their favorite things, uh, part of the learning is it's sometimes hard for them to depart from their favorite thing. You know, it's a, yeah. um, and it is a concrete thing. They love that favorite snack and all of those things. So again, you may think like, oh, that's a hard part of it, but it's actually a very tangible, good lesson to have a discussion about why we would give this to someone else and how there's always plenty for them as well. And um, so I think there's just lots of, lots of good tangible ways we can do that. So it's also, we say this a lot around here, but you and I both know this as we've watched our kids grow that um, we say a lot of things and we teach a lot of things verbally to our kids. But what our kids really pick up on is how we live our life every day. And um, for the good or for the bad, you know, your kids are going to get older and they're going to do things and you're going to like, oh man, they picked up that trait of mine. <laughs> that wasn't my favorite trait, you know, kind of thing. Yes. Um, but you're their primary model, 100%. As mom and dad and caregivers in the home, you are their model. So talk to us a little bit about what does it look like to model this for your kids? 
Yeah, you know, this is this is where uh, where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? And 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 they, these these all kind of blend uh, blend together. But yeah. you know, we we know it's it's that cliche that you're referring to more is caught than taught, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but there's so much truth to that. So it's important for us if we say to our kids, "Hey, you're going to be better. You're going to you're going to be a better person. You're going to be more satisfied in life if you learn to give, serve, love." Mm-hmm. And we in fact demonstrate the truth of that for them that yeah. they can see that lived out in our lives without without even words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's finding those ways. And, and again, it can be uh, choosing to be generous with your finances. It can be choosing to serve and explaining. Uh, why as a family we give time or why you serve in, in this uh, location or why we take time to um, help out our neighbors uh, or, you know, spend time with these, these family members and um, just making it a part of your life so that they see that lived out. Uh, if you zoom out, this is really, again, I'll use the terminology that Catherine and I use. And again, that I know we talk about in our churches, if we want our kids to follow Jesus, Mm-hmm. We model what it looks like to follow Jesus. Yeah. Uh, follow me as I follow Christ is what Paul said. I, I find that one of the most challenging verses in all of scripture. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just about saying, hey, where in our family is this part of our lives? And of course, that when we get this piece right, a lot of the other pieces that we just talked about involving them and talking about it become more natural. So I think in many ways, it starts with this, uh, with this idea of modeling yeah. it. You know, we, our churches are just full of volunteers, if you, if you think about it, on every realm. And I can't tell you how many times in a kid's um, baptism story or just talking with a middle schooler or a high schooler, uh, they will tell us through their words how impacted they were by watching their parents show up to help park cars or hold babies in Wampa Land. And it's that consistently, you know, putting on the shirt, getting there early, is one way that you just model for your kids again and again that you kind of set aside your own preferences and you set aside um, your what you would prefer and what would be more comfortable for you to do something for someone else. Uh, I feel like our churches are just full of people who do this on the regular and I think their kids are profoundly impacted by that. One of the uh, coworkers I talked to uh, was talking about just how for, for her and for her family, uh, so much of it is just about, you know, kind of giving where you live, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And for them, it's valuing hospitality. Yeah. And, and they say, hey, let's have someone at our table as much as, as, much as possible. And uh, they're constantly looking for people they can invite over. And sometimes it's for a season, sometimes for it's, it's for a night. And where she saw a, a payoff in this was yeah. one night where the family's sitting down for dinner and one of her boys goes, hey, who's coming for dinner tonight? <laughs> I I, love it's it. just us. Yeah. We, it's just us. We have extra food. We need to find yeah. someone else to give this to. And she realized, oh, in just modeling this for our kids, yeah. they've adopted these values and every once in a while every once in a while you catch that glimpse where they reflect back to you that it's absorbing uh, and then becoming part of who they are and how they see the world yes okay the last thing you talked about was praying about it with our kids so tell me why you think that's so important yeah this this one is um I, I love this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go to, to my to my wife and I, but I think it's bigger than that. You know, my wife and I uh, try to prioritize praying together, and there's a way we get to know and understand each other when we pray about it right. um, that we don't otherwise. And I'm starting to see that in our family too, uh, mm-hmm. as as we as we pray together. Um, 
but it, it brings it back to God, right? It, it points us back to um, the opportunity to introduce them to this profound, huge truth that God cares about people more than we ever could. And he knows their situation and he loves them. Mm -hmm. And that we, in fact, have an opportunity as his children, as his followers, to do something about it. Mm -hmm. um, it also gets really practical. You know, it can be bedtime. It can be around the table. Something uh, my family does, and I heard this from, from another family, is they use car rider line yeah. as a simple prayer time. Yeah. Uh, the specific prayer uh, that this uh, a friend was sharing was, God, help our kids today mm -hmm. to see the kids who may need a little kindness, mm -hmm. to see the kids who may need a friend, and help them to know how they can help. And again, this was one of those times where you don't, you don't get to see your kids at school. You don't get to know all the times where they failed or did it wrong. Yeah, but yeah. at some point, the mom heard a story back of, I heard, I saw a kid crying and I went up to them and said, are you okay? What can I do to help? And of course, the mom goes, wow, there's, there's a little answer to that prayer. And maybe it was the seed planted in Carline yeah. um, that helped my daughter see someone that she might not, might not have seen uh, in, another, in another situation. And so there's something about it where it just tunes our hearts mm -hmm. and, and it helps us see what, what really is a priority. Yeah. I, I would use, usually have that prayer time more at bedtime with our kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other thing about praying is it helps you see what they're concerned about or what they're worried about. And you want to hear those because sometimes you can help them see how they can help. But I really, really love where you started with it. It, it helps them uh, understand that God is bigger than all of that and that he loves people more than we love them and that we just get to kind of participate with him, partner along, ask him to show us, you know, people who need our help and uh, basically you know, serve with him, serve for him. I, I really love that prayer. I think that's just such a huge part of that with kids and parents and yeah. uh, processing the needs of others for sure. Yeah. All right. So how do families do this together? Yeah. So, uh, this is, this is, uh, I think where it obviously gets really practical, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We talked about finding ways to talk about it, finding ways to involve them, making it a habit to model it, making a habit to pray about it. Um, you know, when it comes to actually engaging them, right, to, to serving and helping together, I, you know, parents, this is where we can cr proactively create our own opportunity. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I hesitate to use the word create your own because it feels big, right? All of a sudden it's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I got to do all the planning and all that. But if we start just asking the question, hey, who do we help and what do we do? Mm -hmm. And how do we do this in age appropriate ways? Uh, I think, again, it can get really, really simple. When our kids are really young, honestly, this starts inside the home. Yeah. Right. This starts with making a sibling's bed, picking up someone else's mess, clearing someone else's table, uh, you know, choosing to share a toy. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Uh, one of the moms was saying, hey, I just I, I let my kids say, hey, dad has a sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. Why don't you guys pick something off the candy aisle for dad and have the joy experience? Yeah the joy of, of giving um, something to someone else that you know that they'll enjoy. As kids get older, you can start shifting it outside the home mm -hmm. to other family members, to neighbors, friends, coworkers, small group, but it still could even just be people you know, but maybe it's a postal worker or sanitation worker, but someone uh, near, your, near your family that you know and say, hey, what's a simple way that we could encourage them, that we could appreciate them, that we could serve them, help them? Um, 
And then as they get older, of course, then it gets into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is for, for us, we have uh, so many of these things that are, that are really close to us. If we just start thinking about those people in our lives, if your kids are in school, uh, teachers, boy, do they need our encouragement more these days than ever. And administrators, boy, do they have a, uh, a difficult job. Yeah. Um, and again, if we think, if, if we go back to this, the, the talk about it, sometimes it's just conversations, right? Sometimes it's conversations about the value of people. I had a, a, one of my, actually a couple coworkers brought this up talking about, you know, the fact is that adults, we can be quick to uh, put people in categories and put labels mm-hmm. on people that kids don't have. And if we can introduce them uh, early to, uh, to, to these ideas of people who are different. Maybe they, they, maybe they look different. Maybe they have different beliefs than us. Maybe they're going through something different uh, or experiencing something different uh, that we don't know or don't understand. Uh, just by talking about it or having conversations with people, it yeah. really can begin to instill in them uh, these values of other-centeredness, right? That we yeah. so desire for them to have and to carry with them their whole lives. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so sometimes as parents, we get real enthusiastic and we take on a big project. And next thing we know, we're in the middle of it with our young kids and it's kind of falling apart all around us. It's not like the moment we imagined, right? So how can we kind of prepare, be prepared for what our kids can handle? Yeah, it'll always go well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they'll have a halo over their head at the of end of it. Of course. Yes. No bad attitudes ever. I'm smiling big because every conversation I've had with, you know, with parents, coworkers, friends that I respect about this includes these moments that in, in, the, in the minute were not super funny, but you can laugh pretty hard yeah. about afterwards. Yeah. Um, some families may have heard about Lighthouse Family Retreat where you serve families going through child, living through childhood cancer. This family went on a retreat with their kids pretty young uh-huh. and she was laughing about how her kids were fighting over who got to hand out donuts. <laughs> and of course she as the mom feels all this tension about like, oh my gosh, we're here you know, we've raised funds, we're on this trip and, and, and it's all fallen apart in this moment. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a parent who had bought uh, gifts for, <laughs> for the teacher and the kids were all excited. And when they hop out of the car in car line with a bag, they start grumbling, this is too heavy. I can't hear <laughs> like two minutes. You can probably do this, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we all have those stories of of it, uh, you know, the wheels falling off, if yeah. you will. Uh, I would just say, don't be discouraged. Don't be disappointed. You know, as parents, let's play the long game here. Yeah. In, in many ways, that that reaction that you get out of their kids is the point. Yeah. It is the teachable moment to bring back the conversation to at another time to say, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard. It's yeah. hard sometimes to put other people first, isn't it? But really, was that that big of a deal? And how could we do that? Uh, more joyfully uh, next time? And how would other people feel about us trying to help them while complaining? Yeah. <laughs> the simple <laughs> conversational ways uh, to, yeah. to connect the dots. Um, but, you know, it's the, the truth is the reason we're training mm-hmm. this, the reason we're trying to be intentional, the reason, Kendra, you and I are having this conversation and we're talking about we're doing it repeatedly is it's not natural, right? Yeah. We're, we're so by nature yeah. uh, self-first people. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, yeah. we, we will, we will, we will stumble. Yes, we will. And I think it's just important for parents to remember, like kids will be kids. Like their, their immature and youngness comes with them into whatever they, you know, so just like you're training them on other things, you're also training them on in that moment, 
Yeah. Bag might feel too heavy, but you can do it. And how do other people feel when you grumble and complain? You know, and all those kinds of things. But they bring they bring their their youngness and their immaturity with them, and that's part of us helping them grow up for sure. You know, one of one of the um, most helpful phrases to me as a parent is parenting out of convenience versus seeing moments as opportunities. I don't know yeah. where those phrases came from for me, but I'm the worst parent when I'm parenting out of convenience. Right. You know, if I'm that friend who saw her kids bickering over uh, donuts, I could feel self-conscious and feel like my kids aren't meeting my expectations and make matters worse by lashing out at them. Yeah. Uh, parents, we'll fail too, right? Yeah. Uh, right? Uh, or we could go, wow, let's, there's an opportunity in this moment. And I'm the best version of, of a dad when yeah. I see moments as opportunities. And it's when we're talking about it, involving the modeling and praying it, that we have those, uh, we create those moments um, that, you know, instill in our kids, um, what we want them to become, who we want them to become. So we're headed into Be Rich season. For, so for those of you who attend our churches, you know, every fall we head into a season and our congregation, our parents, our children, I mean, they show up in a big way every year. They are more generous than we ever expect. They serve more, give more. I mean, the impact in the world, in our, around us is is amazing. It is overwhelming. It's emotional, right, Brian? It's just humbling. It is. It is very, it is a big and it is humbling. And so we're heading into that season. And I want to ask you, can parents participate now, even though we're uh, not having big main services, we are There's still open and we are still reaching this world. And so how, how can they, can they participate and how can they? Yes, yes, yes. The answer is yes. And, and you know, the, the, the tricky thing is you can imagine on, on one hand in terms of going to serve with a nonprofit when you've got young kids, a lot of these nonprofits understandably have insurance and liability that says, hey, we, we can't have volunteers under a certain age. Yeah. The truth is in the situation we're in, what we're able to provide to, to our attenders and, and opportunities to engage through Be Rich is more family friendly than ever. Yeah. Uh, because there are fewer on-site opportunities, because there are fewer in-person service opportunities than normal. Uh, we call them sort of sponsorship opportunities or mm -hmm. DIY do-it-yourself opportunities, but really it's about assembling or building something and sending it or delivering it to the nonprofit in even more general terms. It's about meeting a need uh, for a nonprofit and or, and or those they serve. And these are things that they've said, hey, this would be really helpful. We talked about from the beginning how now more than ever, the need mm -hmm. is real and the need is near. Yeah. Uh, so just as, as examples, and these will vary per uh, church that, that you attend, if, if you're listening to this and attend one of our churches in the sort of September, October uh, timeframe here, but uh, Convoy of Hope, um, is a uh, disaster response organization and you can assemble baby kits for families that live in an area that just experienced a national natural disaster lighthouse helps families living through childhood cancer and you can provide care packages to families or even kids uh, that are going through treatment in the hospital uh, you can do your own little food collection, whether it's just your family or some neighbors and friends for a local food pantry. We have those in every community, the must ministries, place of Forsyth, North Fulton community charities, um, BCM down in Buckhead, uh, North Gwinnett Co-op, all of our churches have a, a version of this. Um, Habitat uh, has homeowners and said, hey, you can write a welcome note uh, to welcome a Habitat owner into their new home or build a birdhouse. Yeah. 
put outside their home. Mm -hmm. uh, these vary per campus. Most of them uh, have some cost to them, but some of them are free. Yeah. And they're just really great ways that you can do something together as a family. Again, uh -huh. assemble something, build something, purchase something, put it together and then send or deliver it to a nonprofit with the knowledge that this is meeting a real need. This is genuinely helpful to them. And again, as a family, good for you. Yeah. So I feel like earlier we talked about uh, there are some things you can just do in among your family. Look, look to your neighbor. I know a few years ago, we, ha we encouraged parents to sit in the parking lot of their kid's school with their kids in the car and think about needs that might be happening in that school and how they could meet them and just come up with a list. So um, we talked about ways they can initiate that themselves. And then I know our churches are going to be full of options for giving, serving, and loving. What, how do they practically participate? Like, what do they need to do yeah. if they're interested in this? Yeah. Yeah. So the campaign will launch September 13th, but these okay. opportunities to, to serve, to do something tangibly together, those will open at most of our campuses on September 20th. Okay. Uh, and we'll go for much of the fall. So, so okay. stay tuned, if you will. Yeah, September that's great. Go to slash serve. Yeah. Rich.org, click serve, be rich.org slash serve and check out the options. Uh, you can filter it by family friendly. You can filter it by nonprofit. You can filter it by the days uh, that you're available and uh, check out the options and, and, and register for something. And then the other option we have, and, and, and you were teeing this up, uh, Kendra, mm -hmm. is if you do create your own, if you do yeah. something that's not with one of our profits, if you in nonprofits, if you do something that's not registered, be sure to log your hours. Um, yeah. It's at the same webpage, berich.org slash serve. Uh, we would love to know how you as a family have given and served and loved through this season. And we would love to be able to celebrate that together. Um, and again, that provides another way for you to talk about it yeah. uh, as a family to say, hey, look at what we as a church are doing and how we're participating in this. So register at berich.org slash serve, yeah. or uh, if you've created your own, log your hours at berich.org slash serve. Okay, Brian, so as we wrap up this interview, is there anything else that you would like to share with parents? Yeah, I, I would just love to help us zoom out a little bit yeah. if, if we can. You know, we ended with some sort of narrow specific things you could do, but, but if we zoom out a, a little bit and say, hey, what does this look like over time, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to help our kids? Every one of these little investments that we make and talking about it, involving them, modeling, praying about it, is helping them become someone, become who we want them to become, become more importantly than that, who God wants them to become. It's helping them love people, love the world the way Jesus does. And uh, it's a direction and it's a long haul, but it matters and it makes a difference. And, and then if we zoom out further, Kendra, and say, okay, that's our family, that's our kids. What if we're a part of community, a group of churches, a bunch of families that we're all doing this. You know, I think we would all say there's some stuff in the world that we wish we could change these days. Uh, what if what if we raised a bunch of world changers who started with close with what's close to them, and and you know it's it's not hard to imagine how the world the world around us would be a different and a better place if everyone learned. To, to value others, to see ways to help, to give, serve, and love, to be compassionate and generous, to build up others' dignity. And what, what a difference uh, that would make. Um, so, you know, if I could summarize that in one line, uh, begin with the end in mind. You know, let's remember where we're headed with this thing and, um, and that it is many, you know, probably the most important responsibility that God has given many of us. I love that. Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for just always pouring your heart and your leadership and your hard work. I know you work really hard into our community. Uh, this interview has been a gift for sure. 
Well, Kendra, a, a gift for me as well. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, parents, let's teach our kids how to care more about others than they care about themselves. And let's try to imagine a world where our kids were truly making a difference because they knew what it looked like to love others the way that Jesus loves them. Thank you so much for listening today, and we'll see you soon.